Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy guacamole. <laughs> Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Caught ball. First down to the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. And Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Box ran in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there are the cannons coming. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. Heartbreaking is quite the understatement. As we begin to recap the 2021 season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their quest for a second straight Super Bowl falls short in the divisional round. They fall to the Rams, 30-27 to in Raymond James Stadium in a very dramatic game. A lot of chances for the Bucs to win this game. And to be honest, a lot of chances, you know, a lot more chances for the Buccaneers to just lay down and lose this game. Because let's face it, at one point, it was 27 to 3 folks and with less than a minute to go the buccaneers wind up in the end zone tied up 27 to 27 with less than a minute to go and at the end of the day matt stafford cooper cup the la rams they made one more play than the bucks did and here we are welcome back to the can of fire podcast i'm your host as always Rhett matthew joined alongside me my good buddy and co-host the philly bucks fan himself mr evan wanish and we are not alone. Joining us today as well for our first ever postseason edition of the pod, our good friend James Hill, a.k.a. Mr. Bucks Nation here on YouTube. What a season for Tampa Bay. And, um, you know, lots to unpack today. It's uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun show, I guess. It's, as fun as you can make it, right? How, how are you boys doing? You know, it's always tough. Um, always tough to lose that way. Obviously, you don't want to you, know, you don't want to lose something like that. But um you know, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about it. I know that the the emotions are going to run high. Um, the the reactions are going to be not very good, right? You're going to see some out-of-the-box reactions from this game, and I get it, right? Like, I, I really do, because immediately following a game in a live stream like we're doing right here, it's you tend to be over-emotional, right? That's just – it's human nature. Right, well, that's, it that's is. the best I, yeah. part of getting content out after the game because obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. But can you expect some emotional takes over the next forty five minutes or so? Absolutely, you can. But um, you know, it's all in. It's all it, in. You know, that's what that's what sports is. Um, yeah. You know, that's that that's uh, any sport. It's not just football. You know, it, it's any sport. Um, you, you're gonna find that. So, um, does Todd Bowles deserve to be fired for that one call? No. Okay, he it's not, not a fireable offense. Was it awful? Yeah, we'll talk about it. But you know, there's something to be said for this team coming back from 27 to 3. Should they have gotten themselves in that position to begin with? We'll talk about that too. Um, but yeah, it just um it, it wasn't good enough. Uh they, they didn't start good enough and they dug themselves a hole and against a really good football team, you're not gonna be able to do that. So uh they fought hard but but came up short. Honestly, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand and and 
you know, James kind of said the same thing that you know, the Rams deserve to win. Yeah. Like the, the, the Rams deserve to win the game. Um, and, you know, the Bucks could have stole one there, but uh, you know, the, the, the team that played better today won the football game. Okay. As much as it hurts right now, and they almost had a comeback uh, the the team that played better today did win. So, um, you know, we're going to see, you know, interesting off season, uh, probably going to lose some guys. Uh, you know, there, there's obviously some questions about the quarterback, which I think are nonsense, but um you know, yeah, we, we have we'll plenty of time to talk about it. We'll have a season review show. But right now, talking about just about this game, I know it stings. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, just got to move on and uh, just try and, you know, don't – this team won 13 games, right? And I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. but no, go for it. That's, the, what, that's what this the, show is for. You know, the, this game won uh, – this team won 13 games, and it's the most in franchise history in a regular season. They won a home playoff game. They almost won a second home playoff game. They're down. They're all pro right tackle. They're down two of their three starting wide receivers for the season. And they lost to one of the better teams in the NFL by three points. Um, there, there's something to be said uh, by that. And, and I think there's, there is some positives, but right now I do get it because it, it hurts. And um you know, the, the season's done. There, there won't be a repeat. You know, we said how difficult it is to repeat, and it's because crap like this happens, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it really does it really does suck, but you, know, you got to come back and be stronger than this. And James brought up a good point um, where, you know, it could, you know, be, be a benefit. We'll get into that too. So a, a good show coming up. The Cannon Fire Podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Check out their updated website and mobile app to get an extra 50% bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Yeah, let's start to unpack things in a, in a very, very eventful game. Uh, you know, quite a dramatic afternoon. James, I, I wanted to get your thoughts. I kind of cut you off there. But, um, you know, what are your impressions to, to take away from this? 30 to 27 in an absolute nail biter. Yeah, I mean, it was an insanely competitive game there, you know, t- towards the end of the game, right? This team fought hard. you got to give them credit for that. I know that yeah. some people call that a loser's mentality or whatever you want to say. Um, like Evan was saying, there's going to be a lot of emotional reactions to this game. Heck, people are still going to be talking about this game by the time next season is going to be starting. You know, it's, like it's people... all they have to talk about as far as Bucks football and, and what they've put on tape over the next six months or so. So, oh, yeah, for right. sure. And and just to kind of obviously there's going to be so much to talk about from this year. Right. There is. But at the end of the day. You know, and, and I don't mean this just as like, oh, well, shuck, silver lining. They were so stinking hurt that Cam Bray was playing slot wide receiver out there regularly, yeah. like on a regular basis. So I think that this season had a lot of injuries, a lot of adversity and a lot for the Bucks to overcome. So at the end of the day, I know that this is a very shocking, a very jarring thing, right? Heck, people, we might have... Yeah, well, you know, we probably wouldn't still be in overtime right now, but 
you know, a lot of people were thinking that this, okay, great. We're going to overtime 40 seconds, one timeout. The Rams marched down the field, kick field goal. Oh, sorry. Game's over. See you guys later. LOL. You know, like I understand that that can be a very heartbreaking, a very shocking type of thing to happen. Uh, but the only thing you can do now is move on, you know, and just kind of look at what this team can do to better themselves. Look at what this team can do to try and get to another, you know, deep playoff run or a Super Bowl next year. Because folks, at the end of the day, it was a deep playoff run, you know, and you got to give the Bucks credit for that. Um, only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. Unfortunately, it wasn't uh, the Bucks this year, but there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans for a lot of other teams. Um, and how do you think Packers fans feel right now? Right. Like, you know, how do you think they feel? Right. And like, I'm not saying that as an excuse of like, you shouldn't feel bad. Of course you can feel bad. Take time, digest this game, digest the entirety of this season, and then look forward to Buccaneers football next season. You know, that's all you can do. There's nothing that can be done now to change this. Um, and that's the way it is at the end of the day. Um, so while it's heartbreaking, while it's upsetting, and while I completely understand where people are going to be coming from with emotional reactions, anger, um, you know, frustration, all these other different types of things, um, at the end of the day, I am proud of this team and what they were able to do this year. And that's kind of my initial thoughts on that. At the end of the day, I think that's that's all you can do. Um, you have to look at this from a, a purely football perspective about what they were able to put on the field today against the Rams it's a home playoff game, and they are down three possessions at halftime. They eventually go down 27-3. to three. The Bucs had every chance to just end their season right there, go ahead and lay down and let the Rams take this game like a lot of people picked them to do today, but they didn't. And we've said so many times about this team over the last two years, the identity that they have you know, started to form as a team, especially with Tom Brady under center, is that they are never out of it. They won games that they probably shouldn't have won this year against teams like the Jets, against teams like the Colts, because just like today, when you think they're out of it, they're not, right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of a shame that I have to say that they shouldn't have won against the Jets, but it's true because it took a Tom Brady game-winning drive, just like he always pulls out of his hat to get the job done. And today, I think Tom Brady, unfortunately, some of the mistakes early, the slow start, yes, you can attribute that to the quarterback. But at the end of the day, dude, like, I think Tom Brady did enough to put this team in a position to where they could have won that game if uh, Todd Bowles doesn't call a blitz and only cover one person uh, against Cooper Cup. Um, actually, let's go ahead and start to transition into the events of this game. We're going to, I, I guess, work backwards here. We'll start with the last play of the game because that's the hottest topic right now that everybody is talking about. And then we'll start from the beginning, talk about how the Bucks fought their way back into this game. But James, I want to go ahead and get your take first. You know, the, the really emotional reaction by, uh, by a lot of people right now is why did the Bucks blitz on that last play? It is, you know, a, a perfect situation for the Rams to maybe play for overtime. I, I don't know if that's what a lot of people on the field, maybe their impression was, uh, but the Rams made it clear they wanted to win that one. They take a shot deep to Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford hits him perfectly because nobody is ready for him. And we saw the same thing happen earlier in the game. It was a 72-yard touchdown to Cooper Cup on third and 20 because of a missed assignment. Not so much a play call, but I think the play call is a little bit more to blame here as we look at the the dagger in the Buccaneer season, that Cooper Cup touchdown. Um, but but what do you what do you think? Or I'm sorry, it, what? It, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So in regards to the blitz, you know, Evan Rhett, I believe you put it best. One of you two put it best whenever we were talking before the show, where Todd Bowles. He lives by the blitz and he will die 
by the blitz. He will make sure of that. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. All it takes is one play, right? And unfortunately, the Rams just happened to have a fantastic counter to that blitz, sending Cooper Cup on a streak. If it was a short pass, you know, I don't think it would have gone for as far as that play would have gone. It was literally just send Cooper Cup on a streak. He's one-on-one against Antoine Winfield Jr. I don't know if that was in a play call designed by the Rams or Cooper Cup was just improvising. I have no idea. But um, unfortunately, it was the perfect counter to that kind of blitz. I'm not going to say that the blitz was the right call in that situation. I really don't think it was. I think at that point, you really should have just played more preventative defense and kept the guys in bounds. Um, but maybe Todd Bowles was thinking, well, shoot, if we can get a sack, that'll put us into OT or if they force an incompletion, you know, it could have gone a lot of different ways. You know, that could have forced a turnover uh, or sorry, they could have forced a takeaway for the Buccaneers defense. It could have been a sack. All these other different types of things could have happened. Um, unfortunately, the Buccaneers did get the bad ending there, again, just because of a, a beautiful blitz counter there by the Rams. Again, I don't know if it was a play call by Sean McVay. I don't know if it was an improv, you know, an improv type situation from Cooper Cup. Um, wouldn't have done the blitz again. I can't stress that enough. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. Actually, and, and I, just Sorry. a quick update on that controversial blitz for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Linebacker Levante David just confirmed at the podium, uh, quote, some people got the call and some didn't, which confirms that there was some miscommunication on that deep play to Cooper Cup. And we saw that happen a lot with the Bucks defense today, too. Quite a bit of miscommunication and exactly what we just credited that 72-yard touchdown to Cooper Cup earlier in the game, too. So miscommunication I guess at the end of the day is the downfall here because I'm not sure what the play call was but I guess what was on the field isn't what Todd Bowles had initially called and and let me go ahead and stress this that one play is not I mean technically it's the reason the Bucks lost the game but it's not it's it's not it's it's they 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 still might have gone overtime like right like the Bucks were, were up four Right. My my point being that that is not the only reason as to why the Buccaneers lost this game. Not even close to the only reason. Right. Um, But again, you know, it sounds like there was some miscommunication there. Unfortunately, that was something that happened a couple of times for the defense in that game today. Um, I'm honestly not as disappointed as I'm sure some people might be. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah. Evan, your take. Yeah. Just, um, you know, kind of, kind of similar. I, I think James might be giving the Rams a little too much credit. Um, I think it's just, it's on the Bucks defense. It's on the Bucks defense and it's on the playing caller. Like I understand James stressed that like he wouldn't have called the blitz. I get it. Um, but like the Rams, man, you knew they were going to be looking for a chunk. Like you knew they needed a chunk. They were nowhere close to field goal range. And Matt Gay was a little bit banged up. He had left the 47 yard field goal short. Mm-hmm. So that proves that like, Something was up with him, right? Kickers usually don't, you know, miss kicks, leaving them short like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – I don't get it. And, sure, maybe you got it off a little bit. There was still a blitz called, okay? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. There there was not – you know, there wasn't so much miscommunication where Todd Bowles didn't call blitz and then it ended up being a blitz. No way. So there was still a blitz called. Now, whether that's a different coverage, whether – I think the Bucks sent six. Maybe there was only supposed to be five. Maybe, you know, maybe something along those lines. I don't know. Um, but um, like I said, a, a tough way, 
a, a tough way to go out and uh, obviously something we're going to have to talk about a lot. Like I said, to me, this doesn't change my opinion on Todd Bowles. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Um, there's a reason why he's getting head coaching interviews. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay's defense was not as good when he wasn't running that, right? Like it would be, it would not be a good thing if Todd Bowles were to leave. It, it, it wouldn't be. Um, I understand that the frustration, but um, you know, it's, I, I get it but I don't think one play is going to determine the fate or, or what I think of a, of a guy. Um, you know, Tom Brady's had some bad plays. He's had some bad games just because of one play or one game, or you're going to throw it out. Right. You know, are you going to throw his entire you know season out basically, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, it's not, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. It, it's a tough way to do it but he's not getting fired. Okay. Todd Bowles is not getting fired. He's a good defensive coordinator. Like, and it was a bad call. Both can be true. Like it was a horrible, terrible, stupid play call. He's also a good defensive coordinator. Both can be true. There, there is, you know, it's not like it has to be one or the other folks, right? Both can be true. And I think both are true. Yeah. As we start to go through maybe the first half of this game, I, I want to talk about the quarterback position. Actually, let me go ahead and add something on to that point you had made. It's funny because all week, you know, we kind of talked, we talked about this with Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus, talked about uh, this with our buddy Ryan of the LA Football Network, who was, of course, you know, huge into Rams coverage. But the thing about Todd Bowles, he lives and dies by the Blitz. Uh, of course, we know that. But, um, I mean, truthfully, man, we said all week that not only is Todd Bowles the type of guy who isn't afraid to send the blitz after you, Matt Stafford is the type of guy who eats it alive. Matt Stafford probably played like the best quarterback in the NFL against the blitz this season. And with Todd Bowles kind of going out the way that he did with that play call being what it was, it's, you know, it's, it's what we talked about all week. So, so yeah, I, I guess that's just what I wanted to add in there is that it's funny that that's almost what we had said needs to happen all week is that the Bucs need to adjust their game plan, maybe not blitz as much. And then this one comes down to one final play. It's a blitz, not enough to get the job done. Let's talk about the offense and uh, the first half of this game, which is of course where the Bucs had their biggest struggles. We'll cover the quarterback. Well, do we, do we, do we, yeah, yeah. Do we want to address the, something that's not on the field first about the quarterback or? Yeah. Are, are we going to talk about I, I think just some of these? I think it's complete nonsense, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we will. So it's, it's funny enough that the timing worked as well as it did, but uh, right around last night, it seemed like there was a report floating around that it's not a lock. Tom Brady will be back with the Buccaneers next season, meaning he is maybe mulling retirement this offseason. A lot of people have picked it up. Several reporters have picked it up. Everybody says it. It almost seems like a yearly tradition at this point that we talk about Tom Brady potentially retiring, spending some time with his family, which he has made vocal he wants to do. Um, but it's that time yet again. And, and Tom Brady remained noncommittal. He said in his postgame press conference that, He's not even thinking five minutes into the future right now. He's still thinking about this game, which is what everybody's going to do this week. Take some time, digest, look at the tape if you have to, try and learn and get better. But, I mean, Evan, I, I know you've got a pretty strong take on this one, so I, I want to hear it. W what do you make of this? Is Brady going to be back in the Red and Pewter next year? There's no way that Tom Brady's last football game in the NFL is like, is that. There, there, There is no way. Like... There is literally 0% chance to me. Like, I just, you know, I, I do genuinely believe that had the Bucs won the Super Bowl this season, that there would have been a, a 
pretty good maybe percent chance that maybe he does ride into the sunset, right? Maybe he says, look, I did it with, um, you know, I, I did it with these weapons, right? Godwin Brown were out. I did it with this, right? Like I can walk away. But you know, for them to lose and then the way they lost, I just think like they lost on a last second field goal. You know how long that's going to sit with him? I just, I can't see Tom Brady sitting back and saying, you know what? Yeah, that, that was my last game. I lost on a last second field goal after I let it come back. I just, I, I can't do it. So I do think he'll be back. No, he's not going to another team. He, no. if he comes back, no. he is, he is under, he is, he's not, it's not like he's a free agent. He's under contract with the Buccaneers. So if he's coming back, he's coming back as a Buccaneer. Um, so like there's, oh, maybe Brady will go here. No, he's not going anywhere. It's just, it's a matter of whether he's playing football or whether he's not. Where, he, where he's playing football is already settled. Um, so I, I do believe that, um, you know, yeah, I, I know I see in the chat, TV 12 Goatman says, if Bucks don't re-sign Godwin and some other guys, Brady might not come back. Bucks have to do their part well. The Bucks are going to have to know well before free agency what Brady's doing. Um, so they're going to have to know well before that. And Godwin ain't going anywhere, so. Yeah, I mean, very well said. James, I, I want to get your thoughts on this whole Tom Brady retirement debacle. Just like I said, and you know, Evan says it's a bunch of nonsense. It seems like a conversation that they love to have every single year. I mean, somebody even brought up in the chat that. I'm sure he 20, does think about it. Back sure in 2013, does. I'm sure he thought about retirement, but then he went on to go win a few more Super Bowls. So what does the future hold for Tom Brady, in your opinion? He's going to play next year. You know, like Evan yeah. said, um, <clears throat> you know, and yeah, that's just me assuming I don't have any insider info or anything, but like he's going to play next year. You know, me and Evan talked about it uh, a day or two ago where, you know, we had said, you know, in the case of Brady, you know, he's not going to want to go out on like terms that make him really bitter, that make him really frustrated. You bet that this is going to make him frustrated and bitter and annoyed. It's going to make him know? hungry for another run. <laughs> right you know it's not like he got blown out like they had a chance to win this game and he lost and he's probably sitting there thinking yeah i could i could we could do it next year you know you know he's probably sitting there thinking that he's going to think that at some point um so like evan said i don't think this is how brady wants to go out absolutely not um and i think he will be back next season it's it's as simple as that i know some people are going to speculate because they always speculate it is what it is right um but yeah, I, I just think he's going to be back. I, I really do. I don't think he'd want to go out on a situation like that. Um, he's probably honestly sitting there thinking like, man, if we had just a couple of guys healthier, we would have won that game. So if, if they have Chris Godwin and Tristan Wirth, they may have won this game. Like, right. So, uh, you know, that that's gotta be stuff floating around in his head. Of course, you got to think about, you know, what's, what's Giselle going to say, you know, all, all these other different types of things. But I think ultimately it's in my opinion, it's a shoe and Brady's going to be back, you know? And, and, and we even heard reports, what, at the start of this season or in the middle of this season that Brady had already had a commitment to come back next season and play. We, we have been mm -hmm. saying it uh, here on the can of fire podcast. since about this time a year ago, when the box initially restructured Tom Brady's contract in the off season last year, he made a commitment to the franchise to play a third season in Tampa Bay. I don't know if a lot of people missed that detail, but we have been saying it all season here on the podcast. Um, that he is committed, at least verbally, to the organization that he'll be back next year. But the feeling between all three of us is also mutual. I think if, everybody look, agrees he, he probably will be suiting up again next year. You know, uh, Saints season's in the chat. When's, when do the Saints play? What time? 
Uh, that's right. Yeah, um, I don't know if they had a game this week or last week either. No, I, they didn't get a buy. I thought they had a buy last week. No, dude. They, well, they had a they had a buy. They had a buy this week too. Yeah, they had a buy both and weeks. next week because they yeah. and next week mm-hmm. and the week after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Actually, um, speaking speaking of guys, just real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're speaking good. of speaking of guys recovering and not not committing, there's a report that came out that Sean Payton might not even want to come back to coach the Saints yeah, for the so, next season. So I mean, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, um, I, 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 I think that that stuff's nonsense too. <laughs> I think truthfully, Sean Payton. I think he's just feeling the pressure. Um, I mean, he did get upstage by Kevin James in in that movie they wrote. Uh, Uh, I think it might have opened some scars for him, right? Maybe brought back some bad memories and maybe he's rethinking his time with New Orleans. Maybe he realized (laughs) that that Bounty Gate Super Bowl uh, was nothing but a fraud. But this isn't a Saints show, so we're going to go ahead and keep talking about the Tampa (laughs) Bay Buccaneers. Um, Let's talk about our quarterback and what he did in the game today against the Rams. Our quarterback who is most definitely coming back to play next season. Tom Brady. Well, here, here, real real quick. Okay, here we go. Here we go. That's the the point I wanted to make. So, um, Saint Saint season, man. We're we're just we're just kidding around. As long as you're like cool, like chilling in the chat, we're not gonna. Oh, you know. sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're not gonna. We're not like that. Um, you know, but like Bruce Arian said, like he'd be shocked. He said he doesn't know, but he'd be shocked if Tom Brady retired. I don't think Bruce Arians comes out and says that if there's a part of him that's like, oh, I don't know. Like I just I don't think he comes out and says that. So I do think that. Um, you know, uh, there is going to be a, a decision, right? There is going to be a talk, I'm sure. Um, and we are closer to the end. But, you know, I, 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 I don't think that, that he's, he's going to hang him up. James, do you want to say something really quick before we move on? Tom Brady said he, you know, recently, I think was what it was. Like, when I start playing bad, when I start to suck, that's when I'm going to want to retire. He just made, he just almost made a freaking comeback against an incredibly good Rams team. Again, one of the better teams in the league. Probably the best uh, roster left in the playoffs. I mean, I know the Bills are good, but let's face it, dude. The Rams are stacked on both sides of the ball. Right. So he did that with a lot of people hurt and, you know, a lot of difficult circumstances. He's going to come back. He has, he still hasn't lost anything, you know? Now, it's not like the Bucks laid down and just lost in just like a heap. No, they came back. So, like, Brady still got it. He can still play. You know, it's not like Drew Brees. La- Again, Saints season. I'm sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> it's 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 not like Brees last year where you could obviously tell it was like, oh man, like this this isn't going well. You know, yeah. It's an entirely different situation. So as far as what Tom was able to do on the field today against LA, uh, it's funny because leading up to the game all week. We looked back to the week three contest against the Rams and we said, listen, if the Bucs want to win this game, you cannot have Tom Brady throw the ball 55 times. Luckily for them, he didn't. He didn't. He <laughs> threw it uh, 54 times. TB12 was 30 for 54, 329 yards, only one touchdown and one interception. It was a slow start, but Evan, I want to get your thoughts first. What did you think of Tom Brady's day overall? I thought he was fantastic. Um, I, I don't know what you're going to really do with the offensive line play like it was. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. You know, and we'll we'll get into it. But I, I thought Brady was great. Um, he, he really, to me, he made one bad throw, like literally one bad throw. And that was the interception, just a bad read. He, he thought he could read the safety off and the safety came down quicker. So um, 
you know, I thought he played fantastic. There's only reason they, they had a chance in this football game. Only um, reason. They shout out to our buddy LAX Lifters. He said the stream is hidden, hard to join, finally found you. I'm not sure what that's about, but I'll check it out. Thank you so much for your super chat, my friend. Donate to yeah, the appreciate it. fun. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's – I thought he was just great. Uh, I thought he – they got Evans involved. I, I thought he he really – he um he hit some balls. I mean, the ball to Evans on the touchdown was beautiful. Obviously, Brady's second half was much better than his first. Um, but we see another slow start, and that's kind of been a theme besides the the Eagles game last week. That's kind of been a theme with this offense ever since Chris Gowell went down and Antonio Brown was released. Uh, that's been a theme kind of, the slower starts. Um, and it, it really killed him today. It really killed him. I, I did the defense didn't play well but I don't think the defense was given much of a shot because the offense just couldn't seem to get anything going. Um, so, I mean, the defense was out there for, it felt like forever. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think, you know, under the circumstances of just him, I mean, he's avoiding tacklers. He, he's able to move around the pocket. His pocket awareness is fantastic. I just, I think he played just fantastic. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it was great. All right. Um, yeah. So I, like yeah, I said, uh, we were we were waiting for James. I didn't know if he had a thought about Tom Brady. His afternoon today, he was under quite a lot of pressure. It, James didn't have any thoughts. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Sorry, I was zoning out. I was reading the chat. Yeah, you're um, not even paying attention. I'm reading the chat. Uh, that post, that postseason fatigue has already kicked in for uh, our buddy right? James. No, I I agree. Like the first half was not good. You know, some of it, and I think like. Some of it was on the offensive line. Some of it was on the wide receivers. Um, that just is what it is. You know, Brady was getting hit time and time and time again. We talked about this. You're, you're not going to have Tristan Wirfs out there. Gosh, Donovan Smith played a really rough game as well. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, but, you know, the first half was really bad. But then for Brady to come back in the second half and just play a fantastic second half. My gosh. I mean, there was maybe one or two opportunities that you definitely like to have back and get a second chance at that. But I thought Brady played great today. I really do. Uh, I thought he overall had a fantastic game given the circumstances and given the supporting cast around him. Um, like you said earlier, Red, he did uh, enough in this game to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a chance to win this game. And that was, that was what you want to see. Yeah, and, and you and I talked at halftime, actually. We said that, listen, if anything's going to change for the Bucs on offense in the second half, this offensive line is going to have to create time for Tom Brady to throw. And I, I thought they definitely did that. You know, when they were able to give Tom time, he had time. Uh, there was that one offensive drive where Tom had more than enough time to hit somebody down the field. I don't remember if it was a third or a fourth down, but I thought the game was over at this point. Um you know, that was the most time he had all day, and he wasn't able to make the play. But literally, aside from that, dude, what Tom was, Brady uh, was able to work with in the second half wasn't very much. Uh, Josh Wells, the replacement for your all-pro right tackle, mm -hmm. left this game. So they bring in mm -hmm. Nick Leverett, and then Josh Wells attempts to come back into this game. But clearly, he is also playing hurt. So what they were able to do in that second half on the offensive side of the ball to allow the Bucs to, uh, to get back into this game some of it was complimentary football, right? Four turnovers by the LA Rams, a couple of fumbles here and there, set the Bucks up in good field position, but they were not always able to capitalize on those. So really, I thought offensively, the change started when they started to give Tom Brady time back there to work because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. You give him time to work, he's going to find the open man, and he definitely did that in the second half of the game. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, um, he was really, really, like I said, he was just, he was really good. And that, that fourth down play you were referring to, like, um, he was trying to target Cam Brate, thought yeah. there was a hold. Uh, there was a hold, like he was being held, but like in a situation like that, I don't think that's something the refs are going to call. Like it just, it wasn't that obvious of a hold um, for the refs to call it. I mean, the, the, the defender did wrap his arm a little bit around Brait when Brait tried to make his cut. Um, a lot of people say, well, Scotty Miller was open. If you look close, I believe, I, I think it's number 32 was kind of there. Now that was I only got one angle of it, but it, he was kind of there. It, it might have been tough for Brady to fit it over his hands, um, and into Miller's hands. So I don't know, um, but obviously, you know, I trust Brady to. He knows where to go with the ball, so I, I'm not gonna really question him on that. Well, talking about knowing where to go with the ball, I just wanted to kind of speak one more testament to Tom Brady's game today, especially in the second half. His best throw of the day was that throw to Leonard Fournette that he was able to reel in with one hand yeah. up and over the defender, basically right around the outside where that, only that or, or the, 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 the Evans one, I think. Well, yeah, the Evans one at the end of the game as well. I mean, Mike Evans, let's talk about his day, man. Eight receptions, 119 yards, the second straight 100-plus yard performance for Mike Evans in the postseason. I, I mean, Mike Evans, I know the season is over. The Buccaneers don't have a game next week, but I'm glad that Mike Evans was able to prove to a lot of people who He's he in number is. One during this play bowl, uh, playoff run. He's a number one. He is a he, he is the Buccaneers' number one wide receiver. And when I saw him just absolutely shred Jalen Ramsey down the side of the field, that was a thing of beauty. Yeah, he, he, he's, to, he's a number one receiver. Go ahead, James. I just want to say Tony Saylor just said in the chat that Evans was fantastic. Just wanted to. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Tony, listen, Tony, clap the, it up for Tony. Yeah. Clap it up for Tony. Let's, Let's give it up. For Tony. Yeah. Let's give it up. We haven't given Tony Baloney the time of day here the past couple of weeks, but I'll tell you, with a take like that, when a guy like Tony Baloney can say how exceptionally well Mike Evans has been playing, you know it to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mike Evans was great. My gosh, he was going up against Jalen Ramsey is arguably the – I don't even say arguably. It's probably the toughest matchup you're going to have as a wide receiver, right? Yeah. And he did great in this game. He really did. Um it reminded me of the old days when it was just Mike Evans, you know, out there by himself, basically, you know, and he's, he's out there having to get a crap ton of targets a game and, and putting up fantastic. I mean, I guess he still does that, you know, now he just does Mike Evans things, but uh, it was a really good game. It was a really good game for and Mike listen, Evans. I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I'm, I'm probably the biggest Mike Evans supporter here on the podcast, but he's not even off of the hook for the first half that the Bucks played out there. He, yeah, had, no, he had that brutal drop. He had a drop that would have set up yeah. third and a foot, right? I, I mean, he is definitely not off of the hook, but did he do what he needed to, to help put this team back in a position to win this game? Absolutely. And he did it by putting to shame one of the best corners in the NFL. And that got a lot of people talking about Mike Evans, because that's a guy who was just so underappreciated for so much of the year. And that's because he had so much star power around him that he wasn't exactly asked to be that guy. But when you ask Mike Evans to be that guy, the best wide receiver in Buccaneers history, well, chances are he's going to step up and be that guy. And uh, I'm glad he was able to do that this week. Let's talk about some other guys on the offense. I think one of the biggest storylines coming into this game was the return of playoff Lenny. Leonard Fournette feeling back. He said he's feeling 100% ready to go. And that's what the Bucs were holding out hope for, right? They, they, they didn't put him in against Philly because they wanted him to come back. This week he's feeling good to go. So he goes out there and... Uh, 13 carries, 51 yards on the ground, two touchdowns for playoff Lenny. And obviously the momentum he had to start the game, he looked pretty good. I I thought he looked, you know, closer to 100% than he had. 
But after so long with the Bucks playing behind the way that they did, unfortunately, he had to abandon the run. And that, you know, leaves Lenny's stat sheet out to dry a little bit. But I, I thought what we saw was, uh, you know, more of the same from from playoff Lenny. I felt like they abandoned the run a tad too early. Um, yeah. Just, just a tad too early. Obviously, like, you know, being down that much, you had to throw. Like, I get that. But it felt like after the first drive, they threw two balls that were incomplete, then punted. Um, and I think they went three and out. And then after that, they just, like, they didn't run the ball, like, at all then. Um, and it felt like there were some opportunities there where, where they could have. Um, and, you know, it's it, – I thought he looked good, right? I, I, I thought he, he did look good. Yeah. Um, you know, playing – he was playing under some some tough circumstances. Um, his cousin was killed earlier this week in Louisiana. So he, he decided that he wanted to play. Um, so obviously condolences to him, you know, the whole family um, and Fournette, obviously. Um, but yeah, you know, he, I thought he played good. He looked good on that one handed grab, like we just talked about, you know, it's the Brady ball. Um, he, he looked good. I was, I was worried, right. A little bit worried or not really worried, maybe anxious to see him catch the ball and see if he was going to be able to keep it up. And it seems like he has, he's definitely earned a spot on the roster next year. However, you know, it's, it's all about the money, right. And we're going to have, we're not going to, a lot of people are asking in the chat. That's why I want to ask this, um, you know, any chance that they keep Leonard Fournette and it, there is a chance, but um you know, it really all depends on really, it really all depends on the money, right? We don't know that right now. There's going to be a ton of time to talk about that, but I did think Fournette looked pretty good. We didn't really see any other running back besides Leonard Fournette either. So yeah. he was pretty much a bell cow on this one. No, oh, yeah, no, I haven't. Sure. Evan, let's just do like the entire off season right now. Let's just yeah, let's just let's just <laughs> yeah. let's just have a, like a three hour thing and just cover it all God, right. No, here. that's <laughs> actually that's what we do the season review show for, which should be I think a, maybe a week or two from today. Yeah. Um, but if you guys want to talk a little bit more about Bucks free agency and of course what the future may hold, we're gonna do all of that and more on the season review show. Be on the lookout for that. But um, you know, a little more on today's game. I wanted to kind of wrap up talks on the offense before we talk about the other side of the ball. And then eventually we talk about this officiating because folks, for people in the live chat, I promise you we will talk about special teams and officiating before the podcast is over. But final thoughts for this offense, what they are able to do over two halves. I mean, we talked about the band-aid on offensive line, Josh Wells, I mean, doing what he could, right? Seemed like he was just getting violated whenever they decided to line up Aaron Donald. Matthew Diaz, Matthew Diaz with a $5 super chat says Lenny and Mike are gods. Enough said the loss of T worth really changed the whole dynamic. Glad they went down like champs. Proud of them. Proud of the I think he's trying to say, yeah. appreciate the super chat, Matthew. Yeah. Thank you so much, buddy, for donating to the Wendy's fun. And, and just like Matt said, you can't help but feel proud of this team, the way that they went out. I know I said it to start the podcast. I'll say it again. They had every reason to not want to keep playing to win this game, uh, and they did just that. You know, the way that this game happened, I'll go on a little bit of a rant here. Uh, the way that this game happened with the Buccaneers at one point being down 27-3, you, you have to be thankful for things like these. I mean, not only do you have to be thankful that the Buccaneers were even playing in the divisional round to begin with, but I think you have to be thankful that, one, they went out the way that they did. But for me personally, I am thankful for games like this because it puts those fake fans through the ringer. Like, the people who didn't watch Buccaneers football in 2012, 2013, 2014, 
when they had every reason to lose a game and for some reason they're tied up with less than a minute to go, even though they lose in heartbreaking fashion. That's what a lot of Bucks fans were, uh, for, were used to for a very, very long time. More of those losses than not, I bet you, were a one-score game that came down to one final play of desperation for Tampa Bay. But the people that I saw on Twitter today leaving the game early, right? People leaving in the second quarter. These are people who have been banging their chest about what big Bucks fans they are all season. Left this team in a home playoff game in the second quarter just to get home in time to see them potentially tie this thing up and send it to overtime. But you know what? I'm glad that we got to see people's true colors and we got to see who sticks with this team when they are down and who does not. Because there were a lot of pretenders on social media today, and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad a lot of them got exposed. Because a lot of them pretend to be something they're not, and that's a true fan who's going to be there to watch their team no matter what. I will say that you can't, I don't know if you can say you're a diehard fan, like a diehard fan, right? And then leave a Bucks playoff game after the second it's quarter. It's a playoff that's game. That's just a waste of money, I feel like, at that point. I mean, yeah. I get it if it's a regular season game because, you know, hey, whatever, you can go to, like, a couple other ones. But, like, man, that's a lot of money to go to a game like that. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I, I'm i not going to, you know, harp on really anybody or whatever. But from my personal experience, yeah, no matter what it is, you stay until the clock hits zeros. Um, I went to – I was in attendance for the Saints-Bucks game last year when the Saints beat the Bucks 38-3, to and I was there when the clock hit zeros, and that was a regular season game. So, um, you know, it's I, – I don't know. I don't really have too much of, of an opinion on it to me. That does prove that, like, you're not – like, you clearly don't care enough because um, if you're going to leave a freaking playoff game, I mean, come on. Right? I'm just, like, I'm glad this one ended the way that it did. So those people who left early should feel bad that they left. Mm-hmm. I'm just they, saying, man, like if, 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 like if you're upset, just go get some snacks or something, you know, that'll make you feel better, you know? <laughs> yeah. Something like, you know, like if you're. Go take, like, go take a what? lap if, around if, the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're, if you're that mad, like just yeah, watch it on the TV for a little bit then out, outside in the concourse, like. Yeah. There's no need, reason to leave. And, and now, you know, anybody who did leave, that's a lot. Congrats. That's the last time you'll be in that stadium for six, seven months or whatever. Yeah. You did. You, you mean like, look, even if you're going to a game, right. Even if they're losing, just enjoy what you're like. You're seeing Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform. Like that alone is just, you're seeing that in person. You're never mm-hmm. going to see, you might never see that ever again. You know, you might not go to a game the next year. What are you going to do after Brady retires? And potentially, what, what like, if, what if this was Brady's last game and, and you're going to tell everybody, Oh yeah. The, oh, Brady's last game. Yeah. I left early. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? So, I mean, like that's for stuff like that, man. I mean, you just stay to the end. I think you just yeah. stay to the yeah. end. Yeah. Let's um let's transition a little bit into the defense and then we'll end up, we'll end with some special team slash officiating, you know, everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean the defense had a, you know, so the defense finally has for the first time all season, this is amazing. Uh, for the first time all season, they played a snap with their entire, entire Starting defense, the, 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 the starting defense that is supposed to be out there. The they entire starting did. defense that they went out of their way to bring back and ensure they could go on another Super Bowl run last offseason. 
And, uh, you know, just like you alluded to, a defense that has been absolutely shredded by injuries this season. <laughs> right. So so they, they finally do it. And um, it's it's tough because it's tough to talk about the defense because, yes, they played awful. First half was bad. You know, second half was okay-ish. But then nobody's going to remember that because they're just going to remember about the whole the blitz thing. Um, but they, um, you know, they kept the bucks in the game. Like they forced four turnovers. They did, you know, they did. so they forced a like, turnover directly after the offense gave up a turnover. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, that's more on the Rams miscue there. They took yeah, advantage yeah. of the miscue. Uh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, dude, Cam Akers, if Cam Akers gets a first down, the bucks never, the, the final score is 27, 20. And the Bucs never get a chance to tie it, but they force the fumble. So, like, the defense is not like without the defense, they, they don't even have a chance to, to tie the game, you know, like or, or to go to overtime. But at the same time, the defense is the reason they didn't. It, it's really weird. Um, I didn't I didn't think anybody on a defense played particularly well. Um, I thought uh there was a few plays but i don't think anybody had an overall game that i was like oh wow yeah this player played good i did, i just didn't see that and um yeah, that's the result you're gonna get uh, i know it probably isn't that I, I mean going forward obviously there's no more football left to play so it's not going to be that much worth talking about but there were a few guys who had uh, a pretty alarmingly bad day I think Sean Murphy bunting we'll, we'll go ahead and start with him and then maybe get your thoughts on a couple of other players that stood out today, good or bad. But I thought Sean Murphy bunting played the worst game of his career. And I know that injury is hard to come back from. It's important to remember that this is a guy who missed a little over half the regular season because of an elbow injury that he had week one against the Cowboys. Like that's tough to come back from, especially considering the moving parts this defense had all season. It's not like they're working with consistency week in and week out of who's going to be in the game plan doing what, you know, it almost seems like everybody's assignment changed every other week due to injury. So what did you make of this performance from SMB? A lot of fans are calling for his head. I, he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Let's clear the air. It's not like the bucks are going to ship him off somewhere, but I mean, this was just an awful game for him. Probably, like I said, the worst of his career. Yeah. He, um, he struggled. He struggled for sure. Not as much in coverage, just in, like the tackling um, in coverage. He was okay. Um, he, he fell on that last one. Like that's, that's kind of a tough break when you just fall. Um, but yeah, in the, in the coverage, like he looked okay. Just his tackling was just brutal. Um, yeah. He's not going anywhere. Like he's still under contract, like, you know, and like, yeah, the bugs want to see what they have. He's going, you know, he's going to be going into his, what is his fourth year. So like, it's, you know, whatever. Um, if he's, if he's as bad as everybody swears he is, uh, they just won't resign him. No harm, no foul. Um, so yeah, I mean, he definitely was bad, but um, it just, like I said, it felt like, um, yeah, it felt like there wasn't, there wasn't anybody on the defense that was, that was good enough. Uh, Emily wants a coach Evan description of the comeback in the fourth, I will do that at the end. Uh, Rhett will, I will come to the podium at the end to answer a few questions uh, as coach Wanish. So we'll do that at the end, but first I want to get James's thoughts on SMB's day. You know, Evan, you put it really well earlier when you said like some guys have good games, some guys have bad games. Brady's had bad games before. Unfortunately, this was a, a bad game by Sean Murphy bunting. Look right? at Donovan Smith. 
Donovan yeah. Smith was, was yeah. great. No, no, no. All, Donovan Smith was great all season, but yeah, Donovan I mean, Smith sucked today. Yeah, he, I'm, right. gl- I'm really glad that he decided to, you know, put the team's best interest first and play his worst game of the year today. That was a really great move by him. You can say that for a lot of it. You know what I mean? You know, at certain points. So anyway, the point being is that guys have bad games. You know, it is what it is. And there's been so many like shifts of opinion on SMB. Some people, some weeks people will say he's the best cornerback we have on our team, bar none. Other people will say he's the worst cornerback we have on our team, bar none. It, it just changes as the weeks go on. Unfortunately, SMB had a bad game. So people are going to have those opinions. Like Red said, he's not going anywhere. He, he won't. They're going to give him that chance. And honestly, I think overall, uh, he's done a lot more good than than bad, I think. So I, I think SMB is going to continue to grow. He's going to continue to develop and he'll be a Buccaneers starting quarterback uh, more likelier than not next season. So unfortunately he just had a bad game in this, in this one. Yeah. Evan, were there any other guys on defense that maybe stood out, whether good or bad? I know there's not a ton of great to talk about. I wouldn't say there were any game changing players. Uh, The big force fumble by Andamika Sue, I think was probably the biggest play the defense made on the day, but you know, aside from that, were there any uh, uh, any takes you have from this defense? Did uh, did Jack Bear play? Mm. Uh, I did he? I, I don't yeah. know. Um, it didn't seem like it. I mean, the the Rams also were missing Andrew Whitworth. I know they have apparently one of the best left tackles in the NFL at backup because that Joe, guy Joe, Joe 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 Booms. He, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. He started he started last year, and the Bucks win. Uh, the Rams win in Tampa last year. Um, but yeah, I like where where was everybody? Mm-hmm. Where was the pass rush? Especially in the first half. Oh, yeah, I mean, first half, the it first, was the first half, there there was nothing. Like there was absolutely nothing. So uh, I'm gonna look at the defensive line. They need to get younger there, right? Like they need Sue played great, right? I don't know. He's maybe the, another guy you could attribute to, you know, being like good. But like they need like to get younger up there and Jason Beer Paul heck of a career, man. I think you might be cooked. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I appreciate, you know, you toughen it out with torn rotator cuff. And obviously I couldn't do that, obviously. So um, you just, you ain't got it no more. You're, you're a non-factor. Like, you know, it's time to give Joe Tron Shoinka or somebody else whether it be free agency or the draft, somebody else, it's time to give them a shot. Um, you know, so I just, they need to get more consistent on the pass rush. The Rams have a good offensive line, but like they needed to, to rush the quarterback early on this game and they didn't do that. So I think that'll, that that's the, the biggest disappointment I think on defense for me. If yeah. you saw in the second half of the game, they were rotating in Joe Tron and Anthony Nelson, a pretty healthy amount. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that kind of lends to that idea of just like, look, JPP obviously still got the fire. He's still got the, the leadership ability, but he keeps, you know, compiling injuries ever since he's joined Tampa Bay have not been great. Right. You say it all the time, a broken freaking neck, uh, now a torn shoulder, all these other injuries he's had to deal with. It adds up, you know, especially for a guy who needs to, you know, for a position where you have to be athletic and, and fight with a lot of power, like a top pass rusher. Uh, I agree with what Evan said, where, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, guys like JPP, you know, enter Joe Tryon, you know, yeah. and, and, and get younger at the position group, Anthony, enter Anthony Nelson, you know, and whoever else they want to bring in. Um, 
you know, and you can say, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Sue either. I mean, heck, JPP and Sue might retire this year. Um, Will Golston's got an expiring contract. So there's there's going to be some interesting movement to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass rush this year, I think. And it's it's definitely worth paying attention to because they need to improve on it. Right. You said it best, I think, in the preview when you said, look, you've got to throw Stafford off balance. I think both of you said this um, in your preview video you did on here. If you don't throw a quarterback like Matthew Stafford off balance, you know, frequently throughout a game, he can rip you apart. And, you know, that's what happened. And then the reverse happened for the Bucs today. You know, you threw Brady off balance in a lot of certain situations. It can really affect the flow of a game. So I agree with a lot of what Evan said there, or I agree with everything that Evan said there in regards to getting younger and also having to make some tough, but maybe necessary decisions and upgrades at the pass rushing uh, position, be it on the D line or outside edge rushing linebacker. Yeah. It's a conversation that, you know, a full year ago, we kind of knew we were going to be having that eventually the bucks are going to have to get younger at the defensive line this year, I think was the last hurrah for that main front that we have seen guys like will Golston, he does have an expiring contract he made it clear he'll be back he's already said he has every intention of finishing his career in tampa but you know you think about guys like indomikasu you just mentioned jason pierre paul on the outside even steve, steve mcclendon, McClendon yeah. you know, steve mcclendon's 36 years old pushing 37 that's pretty tough to play nose tackle in the nfl at 37 years old so there's not a lot of them doing it so yeah this defensive line is probably going to look much different moving forward but of course, we have the next couple of months to figure out in what ways that will be. But let's talk about the final phase of the game today. And unfortunately, on special teams, I think the people's champ may have just kicked his way out of Tampa. Um, that that was probably the worst game we have seen from Bradley Pinion in a Bucks uniform. Like that was that was bad. His punts weren't awful. Oh, um, but you cannot. Yeah, hang, 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 yeah. All right. All no, right. I know. I know. I get it. <laughs> his, his punts weren't awful. Um, I we we love you, Bradley. You might get. You might have to go. Um, like you just you say, can't do that boy. twice. Like that hurts to say yeah, too. Like that's our dude. That's that's the people's champ. But um, he he didn't do a lot to help this team win today. Unfortunately, you can't. You can't do it once is bad, twice is really bad. Yeah, like you can't do it twice. Um, it once it happens, right? Well, it probably happens to every and kicker. By the every way, by, tw- guy, at least by twice, Evan is referring to Bradley yes, Pinion sorry. kicking the kickoff out of bounds, which results in a penalty and allows the Rams to set up shop at the 40 yard line as opposed to the 25. Yes, um, it just you know that happens once, whatever, right it can't happen twice. It, it really can't happen twice. And um, he's due $2.9 million next year and they can cut him and get off the hook for that completely. So yeah, I don't expect him to be back. I don't expect him to be this team's punter. Um, it's a shame. He's like I say, he's a great dude. He's treated us well. Um, he's come on the show twice already. He's, he's been awesome for us and, and to us, but um, the, the puns for pups thing and uh, everything um he just you know it's a business right and and you got to win football games and he didn't help he wasn't the main reason no but he didn't help uh, you know, i could he, say he, he didn't was, help them win i could say he was one of the many reasons the bucks lost today um if, if i listed 10 reasons he might be on one of them yeah sure yeah 
I just want to yeah. say go Bucks, go Bolts says the kickoffs were never a problem, only some punts were bad. I don't oh oh sorry. Then he said and then this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um right. yeah, because you know Bradley Pinion would be able to be, be able to kick it out of the end zone and then they start automatically at the 25. Right. And just um yeah, like you guys said, it's unfortunate to see. I don't know if they would I think that they'll at least keep again. Obviously, this is off-season talk. We can talk about this later, but I think they would at the very, very least bring in some more competition. You I know, like yeah, you, you like that's two two point nine million dollars, James. Right, you're gonna need that money. Yeah, right. You know, so we'll see. They maybe they'll sign Sterling Hoffrichter to a a futures contract or something along those lines because he's not uh, on their. Did he squad did anymore. he impress you? Well, I mean, you know, I don't think he was unimpressive per se. She changed the only guy who thinks that every player they bring in is just fantastic. Well, I don't agree um, with that because Josh Wells is a human being, but um oh, wow. Yeah, no, um, wow. But uh no, the the point being though for, for Bradley Pinion, yeah, it that was not good on the kickoffs. Did he do two in a row? Or, no, it, I don't think it, it wasn't in a row. But it was it was two, and it was two more than it should have been. Because... I think one one was right after they kicked their first field goal, so right after they they scored mm-hmm. their first points, mm-hmm. and then the other one I think was maybe right after their first touchdown, maybe yeah. mm-hmm. might have been. Yeah. So so, but I think it also goes deeper than just like Bradley. Like the entirety of the special teams unit today was was rough. Yeah. Ryan Suckup missed a forty eight yarder. Bradley Pinion had his game. Jalen Darden just. I mean, so speaking of Darden, we got a yeah. super chat from the chaos card for one ninety nine. Appreciate that. Thoughts on the returning returner position at this moment. Um, you know, <laughs> this is going to hurt for me to say, but yeah, it's, you know, Jalen Darden's not ready. Like he, maybe he will be eventually. I'm a big fan of Darden. I was on James's live stream when they picked Darden. Um, they trade up to get him in the fourth round. I saw somebody early in the chat. I don't know if this person's still in here, but said that Darden's a, uh, as big of a bus as Noah Spence is. Look, Darn oh. was a fourth. Darn, I know, right? Oh. One. They, they made it personal. <laughs> I don't know who you're calling a bus. Remember, it's <laughs> Noah Spence and bus. I don't know what that means. Okay, I don't. I don't speak that language. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what that means. I just I don't relate those two things <laughs> in my head together. Um, but um, that's a double dose, man. I know. Just they, that person just wanted to end me. Um. <laughs> So it's uh it, it's it's um you know it's it's tough but I mean he's not as like, no Spencer was a second round pick uh Harvinder real quick uh, says Rhett Evan James been a pleasure listening to your podcast from the other side of the pond it's one a.m. here going to watch some of the Chiefs game get some sleep thanks for all you do I appreciate it uh, we all appreciate it thanks a lot for sticking around and to me exciting off season we have a lot of stuff planned so uh, excited to get going and, and hope you stick with us. Um, yeah, they need to find somebody there, and they thought they had found somebody uh, in Darden, but clearly, you know, they might need to keep looking. Like, maybe you need to go out and sign a receiver, or there's some running backs that can do it. There's some cornerbacks that can do it, right? There, there are guys that can do that, so they they need to they, they need to be able to, to find that guy because you don't have to be a Devin Hester, right? Like, you don't, and, and I still think most of it, right, 80% of it, is on the on the coverage mostly what are you supposed to do when you're receiving the punt in the air you catch it and there's two guys right there right, what are I you mean, gonna it, do let's look at giovanni bernard after jalen yeah. left the uh, game what's with he a supposed concussion. to do? giovanni bernard comes in doesn't fair catch it but it's not like his his blocking was doing him a favor either and i'm glad that we actually got that question with the super chat because the special teams as a whole is what i wanted to shift the discussion to we talked about bradley pinion of course 
I don't know if there's much of a conversation to be had about Ryan Suckup. I don't think there is. He's, maybe, he's fine. Hey, listen, maybe four or five months from now when the team is back in the facility, we could be seeing some stuff about Jose Borgales. A little kicking competition, huh? I mean, that's that's very far into the future, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But aside from that. Wait talk- a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, this is funny. Uh, Dark Angel says Isaiah Rodgers in all capitals and then says, went to my high school. Blake has been playing great for the Colts. I think I know somebody who went to Blake. You know what's funny? Dark Angel. I don't know what year you graduated from Howard W. Blake High School in Tampa Bay, but I am a class of 2017 alumni, and I played on the same football team as Isaiah Rodgers, and he absolutely made everyone look silly every single day at practice. He almost single-handedly won the game for the Colts against the Bucks earlier this season. So, yeah, Isaiah Rodgers is an absolute stud. And I said on this very podcast four years ago, four, when he was still playing at UMass, I said, listen, man, I know the Bucks like the local guys, but if you're looking for a late-round pick, Isaiah Rodgers is going to be an incredibly talented player, and he is proving to be that. He is one of the most improved players that Indy had this year, but, yeah a high school teammate of mine. So I'm curious what year you graduated. This is whenever you have like those moments where it's like, whoa, we're like, we, we were like friends in high school the entire Dude, I'm time. Really, I'm, I'm really kind of curious because like I said, I graduated 17. So I'm curious. He when said he graduated. played in the band. He played in the band. So like, what year were you playing? What year did you graduate? You know what I mean? Right. Um, out here making these connections. If he's, I mean, if 2019, so yeah, him and I went to school together at the same exact time and he had no idea. I don't know what his real name is, but. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> let, let, That's let pretty me, funny. Let, he was playing. You know what's funny is that he was playing in the band, and I was doing PA announcing for the football team my junior and senior year. So we were literally like that close to each other for a very long time. That's pretty let, funny. Let me say this though to Evans. Well, I guess both your guys' point. They've got to find people who are better at the the uh, what would you call it? This gunner blocking. Coverage. I mean, yeah, yeah this, I mean, just coverage. coverage. I mean, they, you're they, gonna need they've, to find they've special been better team at defending it. Yeah, they, they, they've been defender at they've been better at defending it. Sorry. Um, right. Grant Stewart. It's been actually a good find. He's been a really good find friend of James's channel. Um, what did he die? James, why are you pointing to this guy? Um, <laughs> Is it because we're blessed. He, 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 <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's been a good find, right? He has been a good find. So, um, you know, yeah, they, they need to find more. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, guys that can play coverage, I guess. I don't know. No, because they've been throwing a lot of guys at that wall and nobody's sticking. I mean, cornerbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, it, it seems like specifically opposing teams, gunners, the Bucks just can't block those guys. It's just not a thing. Uh, so they, you know, somebody said, oh, we let Ryan Smith go. Hey, you know, that that is, you know, that that is something to be said. But like, I could see that being not necessarily like a super priority for the Bucks this offseason, but definitely something that they're going to have to look at. Um, and that's just one of those aspects of special teams that didn't do well enough in this game. So, yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah. So now we can get into the officiating really quick. We're not going to yeah. go over this. Too no, much. Let's, go ahead, yeah, like... let's go ahead and wrap things up though. We've been waiting all day to let out some frustration on this one because some, some frustration, uh, is certainly had with, with the NFL officiating today and especially most of playoff weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, Okay, so on the, the Domigan Sue one, the Bucks seemed like they needed to calm down for one, right? Like they really did. Um, Matthew Diaz, real quick. I just this is draft talk. I love the draft. Draft Jordan Davis and Jermaine Johnson. I believe I don't think either one of those players will be available in the Bucks pick. So um, yeah, I, I don't think that's gonna be possible. But um, you know, it was it was tough because like 
the Sioux call. Yeah. You got to be smarter than that. You got to be smarter than that. It's a dumb penalty. It's a dumb rule. Bro, you're pointing at him. Like, that's taunting. Like, yeah, like, you got to be smarter than that. You have to be. Like, I, I don't know what was going through your head. Like, as soon as he pointed, I was like, oh, yeah, here comes the flag because, you know, it's like that, that was idiotic to me. So that one was on Sue. Now, right before you say anything, the second one on Tom Brady, you have got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. The the first you, ever unsportsmanlike conduct of Tom Brady's 23-year career. Well, you know, you talk about protecting the quarterback and then you proceed to let him get hit right in the right in the freaking chin strap. Uh, and he bleeds and you don't call anything. You call the penalty on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it was definitely yeah, no, that's a a joke, a complete and utter joke. Sean Hockley, whoever it was, Ed Hockley, whoever it was. Truly, I think is how you say it. Well, it's Hockley, but oh, it's not okay. truly. Yeah. Hachuli. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll call it Hachuli. Well, he should be called. He should be called for that, oh. you know? I, I, don't, I don't care. Whoa. Okay? Um, Whoa. Honestly, sorry, but, like, seriously. Whoa. Okay? Um, like, on on <laughs> that just, one. We just got demonetized. I don't care. On, on that Tom Brady thing, honestly, <laughs> like, I, I don't care. It's literally ridiculous that Tom Brady – has to be called for, for that when he's getting hit in the chin, right? He yeah. is getting hit in the chin. It drew, it drew blood. It drew blood. It drew blood. It, it, it drew blood. And it's honestly ridiculous. And sorry to if I offended anybody or anything. Sorry, right? Oh. Didn't mean anything hurt by it. <laughs> um, truly didn't. But, um, you know, it's it, it was honestly ridiculous that they, that they called that, honestly. I, I don't, don't have... <laughs> I'm trying to talk. Here. I know you. I'm, I'm so talking. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I understand like, yeah, you can't, there's certain things like you can't say they're ref. Like I, I get it. Right. But come on. Right. Well, like seriously. You know what? I, I wanted to get your thoughts. I know we had talked about it previously on James live stream, but I wanted to bring this up again for the sake of more conversation about the officiating as we kind of start to wrap things up here. What did you make of that call on Mike Evans later in the game? It was a, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a late hit from Eric Weddle, uh, and it seemed like they they ruled another it. one where that's that's the rule, but it's a dumb rule. Yeah, but like I, I I just don't know what universe where a late hit isn't an automatic first down for the guy who got hit. Like I I don't mm-hmm. know where the rule changes to where a late hit. Well, the play was blown dead. Apparently, Whatever. that's I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's that to me. You know, if you have any fourth and sixteen, fourth and seventeen, whatever it was, <laughs> right? Like whatever our, it is. Our buddy G Vegas said, "Did Brady pull a Jackie Moon and threaten the ref's family?" <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here, Jackie. What did I say? <laughs> What did I say? Um, you know, it's you know, it's honest. And you know, Ben Leaver's calling the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on me. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> on, on number on number two. Okay, so I do have a number now. All right, okay. I have an official yeah. number. Um, 
but yeah, I, that's stupid, man. Just because it's a, it's a dead ball. Come on, seriously. If, if it's, it, it's a it's it, a dead ball, like oh man. The thing if, so, so if if hang on real quick, if I'm a defender, any fourth and seventeen, I am just leveling the, the receiver. Yeah, because, yeah. You know no, they're not going to call anything, and 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 the the offense doesn't keep the ball, so why not? If that ball would have been in the air for one more second, would have been an entirely would have been an automatic first down. You know, so I agree with Evan saying that's a dumb rule. I didn't. It's just a dumb rule, you know. I mean, they did they call it the way they should have called it, I guess, but you got to change that rule, you know, or at least like have a different definition for it, you know. Yeah. Um, in the case of the Brady penalty, you know, uh, I don't, I didn't see specifically what Brady had said, um, during the live stream when I was watching. It looked like he said, "Are you effing kidding me?" to the ref. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I could I couldn't make out. Yeah, I couldn't make out. What he said. I do not know. But Rhett, me and you had talked about this, I believe, at halftime or some, right after the game, basically, um, where shoot, man, you drop an F-bomb to a ref. They're going to they're going to give you something regardless it, of what yeah. sport it is. I mean, listen, Brady has his rap of of usually looking for calls. I mean, it's no new instance that Tom Brady is yelling at officials. It's kind of become a weekly occurrence at this point. But at the end of the day, yeah, man. I mean, if you're going to give a referee an earful, you have to be prepared for him to maybe take it personally, right? Like, right. I, I don't know what he could have said to that ref that would have made him, you know, throw the flag the other way. But unfortunately, it is what it is. And the fact of right. the matter is, it didn't do a whole lot to change the outcome. So, um, so I, real quick, I do mm-hmm. agree that the, the Brady one was pretty iffy. The Evans one, that's a dumb rule. The Sue one, that's on Sue. I mean, I know people yeah. were trying to say, oh, come on, Stafford kicked him on. The- I don't care. You don't point and that- that's why it's the obvious. Was- yeah, that's why the rule's there, man. Like, you know, like your point, you're going on you, you know, like, you know, and, and just they- they're going to call that now. They're going to call that nowadays. And Sue should know better, especially considering he's this tenured of a veteran and he's a leader on the defense. I think he just got the emotions get the best of him. Honestly. Right, you know, right. And, and heck, they even gave one to Levante David, too, because he took a There's another one of them to have taken. Yeah. That's the second week in a row it's happened to a Bucks player now. Like, what, what, wouldn't you learn? Like, yeah. seriously? <laughs> you know, so so I, two of them, three of them, I guess, even, but two of them, yes, I understand. The Brady one, the Evans one, iffy, not great, didn't really like those 100%. Uh, the Sue and Levante David ones, I get that they're frustrated. I get that they're really upset. Heck, they're going to be more upset than any fan will ever be, of course, you know, but you're also getting paid the money. Again, I don't mean to make this argument, but you're getting paid all this money, but like your veteran leaders on the team, you know, you've got to be able to control your emotions more. You know, mm. and just just try and calm down. You know, yeah. but but at the, at the end something of the day, also something tells me that Donald doesn't like Matthew Stafford too much. They were the teammates <laughs> in Detroit for how many years? And um, yeah, yeah, that's like that's that's probably much. what he was pointing and saying. That Stafford's like, you remember Detroit, Matthew? Yeah. Do you remember Detroit? Yeah. You know, and then the refs are like, whoa, okay. But again, they are human. They do have emotions, but it was just unfortunate that they let their emotions get out of hand in those situations. But I would say that that was on David and Sue in those two instances. Yeah. And uh, folks, at the end of the day, it is what it is. The Buccaneer season is still over. They fall 30 to 27 to the hands of Matt Stafford and the LA Rams. And I guess the foot of Matt Gay, who nails the game winner as time expires inside Raymond James Stadium. 
that's it, man. Uh, obviously, well, we're we gonna... uh, still got a chance for Coach Wanish here. Okay, if you, if you all want. right. Let me oh, hold on, It'll Coach Wanish. They might have taken know. away your press availability I know, after maybe. what you said earlier. Maybe. Tossing out maybe. slurs around here. Okay, here we yeah, go. Oh, God. So, um, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a yeah, quick go, question yeah, for Coach Wanish up at the podium. Coach, what did you think of this team's second half comeback and uh, what they were able to do ultimately in that fourth quarter to make this the game that it was? Yeah, you know, I thought there was a uh, it was good, but just not enough. Uh, got down early, and then when you know, when you get down early to a good football team like this is, uh, you're gonna have to claw your way back, and we did that, but just didn't do enough to to get the job done, and um, too little, too late, really, not enough. Um, it was a great comeback, but we shouldn't have put ourselves in that position to begin with. Uh, Should have became you know better prepared from the start, and. Um, yeah, just you know, a shame it had to go that way, but we just we weren't prepared from the start. Good comeback, but it just too little, too late. Like I said, coach, 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 coach. I know. Wait, only one question, uh, coach, Only one question. Right here, <laughs> coach. I know that you've heard the rumors about Tom Brady uh, potentially mulling retirement after this season. Have you heard anything from Tom personally uh, about his commitment to the organization? You know, Tom is a. Uh, you know, Tom. Tom's a competitor. And, and Tom's a Tom's a football player and, and, you know, he's a competitor and he's a competitor at nature. And I know, you know, he's he's going to want to compete. He's not going to want to go out that way. We'll see, though. It's up to him. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. Coach, breaking news actually coming through the wire brought to us by our moderator, David Cardona. Are you aware that the NFL is officially fining you twelve thousand seven hundred and forty eight dollars after referring to an NFL official uh, as an expletive? Uh, I'm not aware of that. Happy to pay it. Uh, not not aware of that, but I am happy to pay it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, as Dak Prescott would say, I guess good on them, right? I guess uh, that's what he said about the fans throwing the throwing the eggs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not, not aware of that, but you know, just going to take it in stride and learn from it. And I uh, didn't mean to uh, you know offend anybody, of course, you know, but you know, the officials, yeah, you know, they dictate the game. Uh, they make calls in the game, just like we make calls as head coaches. And you know, sometimes they make mistakes, just like we did at the end there. Well, Coach, thanks for your time this season. That'll wrap up our final press conference. And Kevin Kevin was asking why I changed my voice. That's like my coach voice. I have uh, to, that's I have his, to his coach voice, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like some people tune in and, like, they don't they don't know that the Coach Wanish yeah. thing is a, is right. a, is a gag. Um, yeah, there we go, Kevin. You're on the right track, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are going to have much more to say on the season review show, and you can expect that here within the next week or two. We'll really recap the Buccaneers 2021 campaign from start all the way to the bitter end. We'll have quite a bit to say. And the uh, chaos card with with one more super chat, um, 199 super chat. They're keeping Brady to coach Trask. So is go. Brady going to be the coach now, or is that what are you trying to say? I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe after Brady finally retires, he immediately hires on as a coach for the Bucks. I'm Anyways, sure. we, we appreciate the super chat. Yeah, thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate every single person for tuning in this week and all season. Uh, it has been quite the ride. The, the Bucks won a franchise high amount of games. We got to bring you the content week in and week out and really watch it with some of the best fan base in the NFL. So we truly appreciate your guys' support. Thank you to all the new subscribers this season. We were able to hit 3,000 subscribers right after the playoffs started, which was an awesome feeling. And uh, we're really hoping to keep the momentum rolling next year as hopefully Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be gearing up to make another run at a Super Bowl championship because you better believe this team is still a contender. And there's a lot of things left to be decided throughout free agency. We'll keep you posted on all of that. 
But uh, it really should be an interesting next couple of months for Bucks fans and, of course, the team itself. Any last words, my friends? No, no, you hit the nail around the head. Appreciate all the support this season. Obviously, the page has reached very big heights, and uh, we're hoping that, you know, like I said, an exciting offseason with a lot of news is going to be coming out. So uh, be sure to stick around. we got a, a lot of things cook, uh, up in the cooker, I should say. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Follow the show on social media. Facebook. James doesn't get to say any last words. Come on. Oh, well, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were. I thought you were good. It's been a fantastic season. Seriously, thank you to everybody for the support on both of our shows. Um, you know, proud of the way this team played this year, right? We had the Super Bowl last year, a deep playoff run this year. It's still a great era of uh, football here uh, for the Buccaneers. Um, like Evan said, there's going to be a lot of, of interesting offseason talk to be had here. Heck, we're technically not even done with football right. uh, because there because there is going to be another Tampa Bay team uh, with the USFL, uh, with the Bandits. Hey, so, hey, let's go, baby. Get ready to saddle up, boys. Uh, oh, I don't how, know about, my... how about it, James? Let me get a quick little saddle up. Uh, go, go, go grab uh, it. Go grab it. It's in my car. It. I don't oh. care. Go get it. Just go really Fine. quick. Go run. Okay. Okay. Right, so we're going to prolong the podcast so James can get what I am really wanting you guys to see. And of course, we are alluding to the USFL coming back this spring of 2022. The Tampa Bay Bandits. We, we got more Tampa Bay football here over the next couple of months to pass the time before the big boys come back. It should be fun. All right. What do you think, Evan? Are you excited about the USFL? Just it's football. It's it's football. And I, I don't know if these leagues or whatever, you know, how well they do, right? Like whatever. But um it's football, you know, and it's good to good to have some semblance of football. And um I, I enjoyed the XFL love yeah, you know, two years two years ago before before COVID came and you know sort of ruined it. Um I enjoyed the the XFL and uh you know hopefully the USFL is um is is you know quite on the level of that, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's waiting on James here, but, uh, you know, I should, <laughs> well, you know, got, I, I, yeah, he, he has a channel. He has a channel called, um, ball bandit ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, there um, it is. Bandit ball. Um, he has a, a channel called bandit ball and he, uh, yeah, he's talking about the Tampa Bay bandit. So he's doing literally now two channels because he's covering the bucks off season still, <laughs> but he's also covering another football team. So, I don't know. I don't know, you know, like why he does this to himself, but he is committed well, to keep putting out content. So go subscribe to that if you haven't already. Yeah, I expect to see both Evan and I on that periodically. I think we'll both be helping him out every now and again, putting some content out for that channel. But if you're watching live over on YouTube, I wanted to end this thing on a high note and, you know, a little bit of a prelude to Tampa Bay Bandits coverage here. But I don't know what's taking James so long. I know his car isn't that far away. I don't think he wasn't running. He was never running. <laughs> I would love to see like a like an outside camera like at his car like and just see, frantically looking through his car right. right now. Yeah, he's probably got right. half of it empty in the side of the driveway right now, yeah. trying to find it. Um, I'm not going to give away what it is, but we'll re- uh, we'll read some of the live chat really quickly. Chaos card said this ending doesn't feel too bad. James, I remember following every single one of your streams during the 2019 season. Now that season was a roller coaster. I mean, it was yeah, a seven. Was and, real, yeah. It was a seven and nine football team, but. Um, yeah, it definitely was well, much more. Well, well, Oh, hell, here we what go, folks. What have we got here? What have we got here? James, what have we got here? What is he Let Uh-oh. me tell you, folks. Oh! <laughs> Let me tell you. Folks, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we appreciate you, but you are missing out right now. You are missing out. <laughs> 
Let me tell you something. Well, you know, All I right. figured it was a perfect time to talk about Bandit Ball. I mean, you know, we got ourselves a new channel, right? It's called Bandit Ball. If you haven't heard of it, well, you better start hearing about it. Because he's not, he's not gonna talk about like that in every video he does, I promise. <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you right now, if you want the best coverage for your Tampa Bay bandits. Gotta come over to Bandit Ball, and uh, you know what we say, boys. You know what we say. It's time to giddy up and saddle up. Saddle up. That's right. I'll tell you the perfect cherry on top to this one. Um, Christine Arians just liked my tweet that said the referees literally think they're the main characters on TV, and it's ruining football. Yeah, there you go. So, That's right. so it's good to know that Mama Arians feels exactly the same way that most of us do. And and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen. That's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out live on YouTube or listening on any of our podcast outlets. It has been a great season of coverage for the show, and uh, we're excited to bring you the same great stuff over the course of the offseason and beyond. Looking forward to a great 2022 regular season. The countdown is on. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. And you can check out James and his content right here on YouTube.com forward slash Mr. Bucks Nation. Also, oh, go so ahead and uh, also go ahead and check out the fancy new channel we just told you all about, Bandit Ball, where he will cover the latest on the USFL's Tampa Bay Bandits. Thank you, boys, for being on the show today. It really has been a good season, and uh, I'm looking forward to an even better offseason, hopefully. <sighs> Man. That's it, folks. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> all she wrote. Yep. It's been fun. Ladies and gentlemen, for the final time in the 2021 season, I'm your host, Rhett Matthews, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish, and our special guest, James Hill, a.k.a. Mr. Bucks Nation. We will talk to you on the next podcast. Until then, and as always, go Bucks. Yeehaw. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.